0: Because I figured you had a better sword than I did.
1: Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44,
2: powering up. All
1: suits are Welcome to House
0: Party Protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will and with me today we have the one absolute Matt. What's happening, buddy? How's it going, Will? I'm chilling. I'm so glad to have you on here because you've been a part of the community that is House Party Protocol and the broader MCP community for a long time. And I'm glad that we're uh, getting to have you on the show finally.
2: Oh, yeah, um, thanks for having me on. Long time so, listener, first time color.
0: <laughs> I love it. So tell the people out there a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, so I've been board gaming since uh, about 2014, I think it is total. Actually, 2012 with x-wing um moved on to a couple of other different systems like uh worm of Horrors, um guild ball that was probably my biggest biggest game was guild ball and then when it died i was looking for something new and uh the wife got me uh marvel crisis for uh the christmas it came out and i've been tugging along in it ever since
0: nice nice I've yeah i've been
2: involved in every tts league except for like i think season four
1: because
2: oh, yeah. i was on night shift and it was hard to schedule games
0: that's how it goes sometimes. I mean, shoot, that seems like the biggest problem for me in general is just getting the schedule down, you know?
2: Scheduling can be hard.
0: It can be a pain, but it is what it is, and we're about to start up Season 8, and that's going to be kind of our main topic today is not only Season 8 of the TTS, which, don't worry, the special report, will be making a comeback for Season 8 because the suits demanded it at least... Like one did, so therefore that was all the validation we needed. So, here we I are. mean,
2: I, I enjoyed them whenever you're we doing them. I never we didn't play each other last season, but yeah, I enjoyed hearing your successes because my season did not go well. Last mine was about the same as Mrazane's last last season.
0: Yeah, well, that's how it goes sometimes. I mean, you know, the dice are gonna dice, like I always say. But um, you know, I think you've got a little bit of the secret sauce for at least some success this season, which. Is what we're gonna talk about mainly today is your list, your season eight list, the list that you've been trouncing the tournament scene with. And by trouncing, I mean at least beating Merzane once. Which is
2: <laughs> that's a that's a hard thing to pull off.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially IRL and when he's in Tennessee. So, you know. Truth. There is that. So anyway, suits, what we're gonna do first before we dive into our main topic is most of you know that we've had a little giveaway going. So we've been giving away the Black Order affiliation set plus Black Swan and Super Giant. Well, today is the day that we announce the winner for that. So I pulled up the random Facebook comment picker thing online, found the post, pulled all the stuff, pulled all the bonus entries, which I gotta say again, it always amazes me just how many people we get that send us the bonus entries. And I say us, it's always just me, but you know, the the house party protocol is a community at the end of the day. And, and I, I love that everyone likes to interact and, and be a part of this and listen and send me the, the weird goofy stuff, the gifts, the, the stupid things I decide to come up with as code words and all that fun stuff. So I got to say I really appreciate that. I love all the messages, all the interactions. It's been really great getting to chit chat with everybody. And even when we're not doing a giveaway, feel free to send me a message anytime you want, and I will be able to get back to you as soon as I can. And we'll have a nice little chat because it's it's really been awesome. And also, I will say while I'm thinking about it, don't forget to check out our House Party Protocol Patreon because over there we have a Mark 5 patron level where you can get bonus entries two bonus entries to be exact into any of the HPP giveaways. So definitely be sure to check that out. And if you just want to be part of the community and whatnot, you can for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year, you can join that and get access to our discord community, which is, really great place it's one that I love being a part of and I really enjoy the interactions over there there's been a lot of fun different little memes that have come out of it more or less you know it's been uh it's just been a really great time it's been something that's a lot of fun and everyone over there is just really kind overall like we make jokes everybody has a good time but it's always always you know just a, a happy place to be and I wouldn't change anything for the world but you can come and hang out with us over there, get to know the one absolute Matt, all other Matt's be shamed, I guess, maybe, uh, (laughs) but you can get to know him, get to know me, Merzane, everybody over there. It's, it's an incredible time. And I know you can speak to that a little bit, Matt, yourself.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of the, the best discords I've, I'm a part of that, like to get, just hang out or, you know, just communicate with the other players and, you know, just, uh, Come up with new ideas uh share information about painting if you need help with that i mean everybody's just willing to help and i mean like i said it's it's pretty chill over
0: there exactly and that's another thing is we have a house party protocol painting contest going on right now as we speak and uh there's all the information you need there's going to be a facebook post about that coming up alongside this podcast it's going to be the pinned post on our facebook page for any information you want there you can go and check that out on our facebook page or if you're part of our discord community it's the pinned post in the painting section of our discord community so make sure to go check that out so with that painting contest we're doing a shadowlands daredevil theme and i'm really excited to see what people come up with there and we have a whole scoring rubric all that stuff it's going to be awesome again Links are going to be on our Facebook page, but without further ado, let me pick some names here. We had over 500 entries for this giveaway, which is just amazing. I love it. I really appreciate all the community out there and everything. It's just, it's insane. And I'm really excited to pick a winner here. And let's see, we hit the button and it's Tim Bower. I hope I'm saying that right. It's it's bow with a y e r. So Bo- ba- Bowyer, Tim Bowyer or Tim Bauer. I don't know. I hope I said it right. It's, but Tim. it's just Tim. Tim. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs>
2: Congrats, Tim. Yeah, uh, they're incredible models. I just put together Black Swan and uh, Super Giant myself tonight.
0: Yeah, they're pretty great. I, I really like Black Swan. She's really growing on me quite a bit. And then Supergiant is a very interesting sculpt and. For you specifically, Matt. I'm excited to see how you paint her up.
2: Yeah, uh, she's probably gonna be the first one I paint up out of those out of those that pack.
0: Yeah, she looks pretty legit. And if anybody has seen Matt's painting out there in the wild, it is impeccable. And we've been to how many events together, Matt? Four?
2: Um,
0: five?
2: At least, at least four. Yeah. Um, we've only got to play at the last two that we've been at together. But
0: yeah, I think uh, we've been to five yeah, events together. Two. We've been a five because we've been to Nate's thing twice plus Nashcon plus the one here, uh, the no, two
2: here. Nate, and then the three-man box up at Nate, uh, that Nate helped. There you go.
0: So, yeah, at least five. Anyways, I have not been to a event where you haven't won Best Painted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, thank you.
0: So, yes, always impeccable, and I can't wait to see what you do with her. But more importantly, let's give Tim the pomp and circumstance he deserves. His comment, by the way, so... One of the bonus entries didn't get picked. It was a comment from the actual Facebook post, and it was Thanos was mostly right, mostly in parentheses. So, you know, say what you will about that. But, uh, yeah, Tim, we will be in touch with you very soon. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your uh, support and joining in on this giveaway here. And other suits, don't worry. We will have more stuff soon once we find out about this uh, Malekith model.
2: I mean, man, that model looks sweet. I can't wait to take a stab at that one.
0: I'm just saying that's probably gonna be the next one because it looks amazing. And yeah, so anyways, we've we've waffled long enough, and now Matt, let's talk about before we get into your list. Let's just talk about the last couple events that you you and I have been to together. So we had a Nate kind of casual tournament thing in Nashville about a month ago, and then. We had a LVOIS here locally in Memphis. And I got to say, I, both events were, were really fun. They were really well done. I think Nate is always an impeccable host when it comes to an event. And I got to say that I think Sean's really fine in his legs as a host. Was there anything that stood out to you in terms of each event and, and the way it was handled?
2: Um, one thing about Nate's event I really thought was unique is he had most of the tables were set up on circular tables. So you could utilize, you know, deploying from either side and not being awkward playing sideways across the table. Um, I did make my opponent play sideways at one of those tables, though. Uh, <laughs> on the on the one table, it was set up not to be not on a round table, um, oh, yeah. just because terrain was more beneficial that direction. Uh, and you that's not a thing I think most people actually think about when they're at at an event or they're like, oh, I'll just take like the side them on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean it's something that when I'm at an event, unless it's like really a big deal, I'm I'm trying to take whatever side I just happen to set up on more or less, you know what I mean? But to your point, that set up on round tables. And another thing to talk about is not everyone's going to have the space for something like that. So the fact yeah. that Nate was able to do that is one of those things that's just, it's awesome. But our event here locally, I thought was really good. And like, One of the things that I really like about the way we did our thing here in town was hour 45 on the round timer was like the perfect amount of time I felt like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't think really any game went to time that I can remember. I know none of my games did. Um, But yeah, the tables were nicely set up. You had plenty of space uh, at War Room. That way you went and crowded up on top of each other. Um. Oh, and or and you had space to like store all your extra fiddly bits and uh, range rulers and cards so they're not like stacked on the edge of the table so you actually get the whole mat to
0: your pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely and you know just to give a shout out to the War Room if you're interested they do have an online store you can use code MCP 2022 and get 10% off your order over there and it doesn't have to be MCP stuff though it can literally be anything so Definitely give them some love. But, uh, yeah, they did a really good job, and there was a really sweet trophy. They called it the Battle for the Phoenix Force, and they got, like, a little printed-out Phoenix trophy and painted it all up real nice. It looked pretty cool, I got to say.
2: Yeah, I was still sad it's not sitting on my desk in front of me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Matt, how did uh, how did you finish in the tournament?
2: Um, That one I finished second uh, against Merzane. Um lost by one point. It was a pretty epic game. Um, we went to round six and the score was twenty one to twenty at the final score of the game.
0: Twenty one to twenty in round six? Like
2: Yeah, round six.
0: Wow. Uh we're gonna get to how that happened shortly. But it was really great to see you two going head to head again. It was it seemed like a really you know banger of a match and Myself, you know, you said games going to time. Look, I may or may not have a five-hour match in my history. So if anyone's going to go to time, it's going to be me. And uh, yeah, <laughs> don't don't judge
2: me. Yeah, yeah but that, that hour forty-five seemed seemed like the the perfect little window because, like I said, I don't I don't think any match really went to time. Because well, I, I, mean, one I think one went kind of long, but it, it it still finished before that timer went off. I
0: think. Yeah. So my opening match, my very opening match, I won 15 to 14 right at the buzzer, but it was swinging in my way. Anyways, if we'd have played another round, I was probably going to come out pretty good. But, uh, that was, that was the longest one, I think. And that was just the opening round. And also I got to say, you know, Longshanks as a tournament software is very good, except for when me and our friend Yusuf are at an event, because literally we've played a league together. We've played two two or three tournaments together and every time every time we are matched up in the first round period well,
2: I mean you, you know how to prevent that right
0: No <laughs> Matt
2: on Long Saints you can set up mutual friends so that uh, the way it pairs you up it will it shouldn't pair you against a mutual friend
0: Look, in round 1 It's tradition at this point like it happened <laughs> naturally before and it, and at this point like the chaos agent of me just wants to see how many more times something like that can happen. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you guys had a good game. I think you were playing a couple tables down for me, but um, I know I started watching your guys game a little bit after mine got finished that in that first round.
0: Yeah. It was a wonderful game and, and shout out to Yusuf, Jack, you and dad who was playing dark dimension, which was a whole thing. It's great. We'll talk about these matches here very shortly, but first things first let's talk about your list so this is a list that as far as i know you've kind of been teching on for a while and and kind of ironing the kinks out for a while right
2: yeah so i think at the end of this term it was my 37th game with the list um normally i'm a guardians player but guardians have also gotten pretty popular since the update um you know, they just won the last ETS season. And sometimes I like to go a, a bit against the grain. So one of my favorite characters in the game and doesn't get much attention is Mystique, especially using her as your leader. Uh, usually Magneto just outshines. And people just want to throw mags on the table and uh, start throwing all the train everywhere. So but so I've been thinking about Mystique, the last season most people were using single extracts as well so they usually don't have a a great game when there's a lot of extracts on the table so um i use basically those two things using spider infected cubes and mystique as my leader and focused on that whenever I was play testing and, and using this at the last three events that i've been to now um so the list is uh Mystique and Magneto's in the list, um, Black Cat, Gambit, Juggernaut, um, Quicksilver, Rogue, Mr. Thanos. Uh, so he has the reality and mind gem. Love it. Uh, Toad. And uh, the, le- the latest incursion since he came out is Nick Fury with his sh- uh, shield agents,
0: Who, I've been told, are a bit immortal
2: um against certain people it seems they are <laughs> and you can attest to that I,
0: I mean i can attest to it black swan can attest to it who else took a shot at him i mean come on uh
2: merzane with a uh, zemo and uh caps uh sam so.
0: yeah exactly they they just they seem to tank everything it is what it is what do you got to do about it but uh, um i love it so let's talk about your characters first before we kind of dive too deep into here because that's kind of a really interesting setup because you you've got Rogue, who's I think wildly underrated, but also everybody knows she's really good. If that makes sense, is, is that fair to say?
2: Yeah, because because I mean, she can do a lot. Because I mean, she she's able to charge. She can sap power to like help manage your opponent's power. She can throw terrain. Um, if you get the power to do her spender, she can throw other people. Um. And then she can also just drain their power with her superpower um, and potentially do damage with that. Um, So she's um, usually hit or miss for me. Like either she wrote, like she does a lot of work or she does no work. There's like no in between for her. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, she's been doing a lot of work though.
1: Yeah. yeah, um, yeah she did and her being good.
2: affiliated with Brotherhood uh, really helps out Um, and rejuvenated them whenever she came out.
0: Yeah, I definitely think so too. And I, uh, I noticed you also have the Mr. Thanos in here. And what's the reasoning for Mr. Thanos? I mean, is he is he here for a specific play? Or is he there just to kind of mess with people a little bit? A little bit of mind games.
2: Uh, mo- Mostly mind game, honestly. Um, But sometimes the best way to counter a Thanos is to have your own Thanos. Um, That's fair. So, I mean, really, if you're stuck on certain scenarios or, or a crisis, and then... At the right point level, like Magneto, Thanos, and Juggernaut is a pretty tough team <laughs> to, to handle sometimes if you're playing at 19 scenarios.
0: Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna not now. Now this might be a little bit too, too putting the information out there, but like, what scenario is it that you think you drop those guys into?
2: Uh, mainly if I'm on demons or like if I'm if we're if we gamma if we're gonna be all clumped up and I know that I can fit him into point wise and there's probably only a single extract then I'd, I'm I'm probably gonna drop him in but especially when there's no, probably another Thanos just to help counter because I mean Thanos is one of the best pieces about controlling the board too so he can help out in that department.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So. I also noticed that you've got Black Cat here, and have you felt like that with the way that you've been getting work done with like Nick Fury and the agents there, maybe even Toad, and and some of the other stuff I've kind of seen you have on the board at times. Do you feel like she's maybe a little redundant, a little superfluous, maybe?
2: Um, she's mainly there if we if I'm stuck on a single extract, or you. just the points don't exactly work out. Where like if I because I don't really want to play a point down. So, like, sometimes Toad becomes Black Cat. Um, just because she can help stagger um, and then just
0: steal it if I need to. I get that. I get that. That's, that's really interesting. So, I think that that's another thing about her that you kind of have to think about, like, is that she has that stagger. And then, like, as good as Toad is as a two threat, he is still, you still be playing a point down. And those higher threat models can take him out sometimes. I mean, you know... You can have a rapid-fire character that just blasts him off the table in one go, and there you, there it is, you know? It's just how it happens. Yeah, I
2: mean, out of all the characters in the list, the two that are probably, like, closest to being on the shopping block are Black Cat and Thanos, is actually, in this list for me.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. So, let's go over Team Tactics cards and crises, and then we'll kind of talk about a little strategy and stuff.
2: Alright, for uh, Team Tactics cards, I have Advanced R&D, Asteroid M, Price for impact for a restricted slot. Can I borrow that? Deception. Do you know who I am? Escort to safety. Build dressing for the second uh, restricted slot. Uh, Magnetic refraction and reposition.
0: Nice, Uh, nice.
2: Crisis. Uh, The extracts are um, struggle for the cube continues. Spider-infected Manhattan and everybody's probably most hated extract of Wakandan herbs <laughs> um, brings up a lot of salt for a lot of people uh, and then secures are uh, demons downtown uh, superpowered scoundrels and sword base which a lot of people also like
0: yeah yeah sword is one of those where if you've got a if you've got a plan for it and you feel like you can execute that plan really well it can be really good it can also be Extremely oppressive to your opponent if you're playing it really well, right, Matt?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Round one at the Worm event, I played against uh, I forgot his last name, but his first name is Matt. Also, uh, he was playing Spider foes, and we were stuck on Sword Base and Researcher at 16, and I feel a little bad because I've won that game 17 to nothing in round.
0: Oh man, 17 to nothing. Yeah, I pulled up the event stats and your margin of victory was 40 points. That's nuts.
2: <laughs> I think the only, the closest game was the last game uh, against Mersey It was, like I said, one point difference and it was 21 to 20.
0: That's just pure insanity and it's awesome. And that just speaks to like, you know, sword, going back to that matchup and sword. And we'll talk about why sword's in here for you specifically. But... Sword's like this enigma, right? Like, I like it because I feel like I've got a decent 14 and I feel like I've got a decent game plan for my sword base, right? And if I put sword on the table, most people, not all, but most people aren't going to want to play at 14, right? So it's yeah, like a little okay, bit of a... Most
2: okay. people hate playing anything below 16, honestly.
0: Exactly. I mean, shoot, I do too in general. I mean, I as playing Convo these days... I have a five-threat Dr. Strange Supreme that I want to get on there. So, of course, I don't want to play low-threat, but I also feel like that him at that lower threat has a really big impact, typically. So
2: Yeah, I mean, so my game plan for sword, I mean, I, I can play it at 14 and still be five wide.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: So, I mean, I'm, I'm usually getting last activation to make sure I capture that last needed sword base.
0: Right, and then you can also throw in a Nick Fury with his agents, and you're, you're playing really wide.
2: Uh, I mean, not at, not at 14. Um, usually I'm bringing, um uh, like Mystique, uh, Quicksilver, Toad, uh, Gambit, Black Cat. Hmm. So, I, I mean, see. if I can squeeze in, if I change the characters around, I can, uh, end up dropping a fourth.
0: Threat. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's still, that's, that's potent. And it's a lot of mobility, a lot of movement, a lot of shenanigans. Gotta love it. So. One of the things I want to talk about here is your tactics cards, right? Because you have Nick Fury, and in the two games that we've played in the last two events, you've played Nick Fury against me. The first event we played, uh, the one with Nate, was we ended it what, 17 to 18?
2: Yeah, it was a one-point game, that game. That was the closest one that day um, yeah. at that event. And we played each other round two of both events. So Yeah. But... Both times it was on Spider-Infected, I think.
0: It was Spider-Infected and Spider-Portals. Um, spider portals. Yep. Yeah, we
2: played at 18, I think, both times, if I remember right.
0: We did. We did. And uh, yeah, this most recent time went a little more in your favor. And that was, you know, I'm that guy, Matt. I'm that guy, right? It's <laughs> Your
2: I, dice were not kind to you at that, that game.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I'm that guy that tries to kill Clea off the rip. You know, on something that's like a 1.1% chance, apparently.
2: Yeah, when it comes to, like, very rare dice occurrences, you're going to get
0: them. I'm going to be that guy. So, we had Spider Portals and Spider Infected in this game, right? And my plan was was working out okay. Like, I was a little bit behind the eight ball because of a couple of bad rolls on attack or whatever. But, like, you know, nothing I couldn't... Yeah, grunt
2: surviving turn one from Porto and Black Swan. Right.
0: Like, okay, I know Mordo's only throwing four dice, but you had one defense die. Like, come on, Mordo. <laughs> like, what are you doing with your life? I
2: think he's the one that actually did the one damage to him.
0: He did. He's the only one that did damage. Black Swan did nothing. And she didn't get her throw either, which was just, you know, like, what are you doing? Or her push. So, yeah, it was all bad. But that's neither here nor there. Like, I can live with with that kind of thing, right? But when you when you go and you roll on an objective four times four times, and you have the exact same result those four times, that result being two skulls and one blank. You you know you're just, the dice gods aren't with you.
2: And I think in all four of those instances, you only needed one success to actually get the the objective. (laughs) I didn't have anybody around you at that point.
0: Yes, and even on the opening turn with Mordo, I think I missed it on four dice if i remember correctly it was four dice and i got a skull and and didn't get
2: pushed back further
0: yeah so so again it's just one of those things look sometimes it's just not going to work out people but i feel like that overall that game each of us played pretty cleanly i think i made one big mistake that if i had to do it all over again i don't think it changes the outcome of the game but it was one of those like ah this is the wrong play but at that point it was over
2: yeah, we, yeah you played a very good game. Uh, I, I think probably the biggest mistake was moving a black swan on top of that building and then Bert just throwing to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, is what it is. <laughs> you do what you do sometimes. You know, it's fun to just throw things, throw dice, all that fun stuff. So let's get back to talking about your list now. So we, we've gone through the whole thing, and if you have priority, right? Like if, if you're t- sitting there, turn zero, you win the roll off, are you an extract or a secure guy?
2: Uh, 95% extract.
0: 95% You would,
2: You would have to have secures I really don't like for me to try to take secures. But normally, or if you just have the same extracts I do, minus the herbs. But normally I'm going to t- try to take extract Because I want to play on the five wide extracts. I want a lot of points on the table so I can go steal all your stuff and like, not necessarily run away with it, but just, you know make you try to come get it back for me.
0: Right. So what's your typical opening when you have that priority?
2: Uh so I, I have that set up um I'll put Toad cuz my usual core is uh if I'm on those five whites at 17 I'm usually running Mystique uh Juggernaut Toad uh Nick Fury and then 17 I either have Quicksilver or Gambit normally normally Gambit to help with a little bit board control cuz can. Um, but more often than not, I usually get stuck playing at 18 for some reason, <laughs> so that Gambit or Quicksilver becomes real.
1: She's so good!
2: And then I line up Toad to be able to just double move, steal your spider-infected, and if, they're, if we're on a D-shape for Secures, I just make sure he's still in range 2 as well to the side, so he can, with Mystique's leadership. Then to pick up that extract, but you get your power back for the first part of her freedom force, and right. then to-, to be able to interact with you know the side point if it's one of the pay to flips or whatnot.
0: Yeah, and let's remind but- people out there real quick what Mystique's leadership is. I'm going to read it real quick just because you know there might be some newer players that are 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 kind of still not used to this and don't see Mystique leadership a ton. And to your point, it's a pretty good one. And once turn after an allied character interacts with an extract objective token after all effects are resolved the allied character gains one power additionally allied characters may use the following interact ability interact with a secure objective token place a token on this objective token while this token is in play you are securing the objective remove the token if an enemy character contests this objective token you may only have one token in play at a time as a result of this leadership ability but the part that you use most effectively i think is that top portion but the thing i wanted to highlight mainly right there is how you have to interact with an extract first to get the power back like if you run straight to the middle and interact with the sword base you're not getting the power back so i think exactly. you made a really good point there about how you've got to you run over and try to steal an opponent's extract, and then stay close enough to that middle D, kind of one of those corners, and able to interact with that on something like a spider portals or something, because then you functionally have the two power to do it, which is just crazy.
2: Yeah, because she basically has extract X-Men first class built into her leadership. Um, normally though, like Toad's not my usually off guy, usually on those, uh, the cubes or the spider infected is usually Nick Fury because I'll have Nick, I'll have his grunts go first because if, as long barring terrain, um, they can double move, grab your uh, closest objective as well, the spider cube, um, and then Nick just double moves to the center and grabs the center one. Nice. Nick's a
1: little
2: bit tanky since he has a four physical, three energy, four mystic. I mean sometimes he can take a hit um but Nick is not the uh, most uh, defensive character in the game. He'll still go down pretty pretty easily.
0: When you move Nick to the middle like that, do you find that people ignore the Grunts and go for Nick or do they go for the Grunts more often? I know what I do. And again, they I mean, usually mortar. they go with
2: they go for the Grunts more often than not, honestly. Yeah. Which I don't mind either cuz even if you if you KO them, I I get to place uh, the objective with them, not you, but uh, right. just drop them back closer for one of my other guys to come pick up.
0: Right. So one of the things I've talked about before and one of the strategies that I like to employ when I'm going up against Nick Fury and his grunts, it, and this is an interesting thing because I am... I'm, I'm in, uh, I, I don't want to say that I hate the grunts. I don't hate the grunts because I don't, right? I think that they have a place per se in the game. It's just, it's not my favorite thing, but, but whatever, right? Like they are fun and they like, I still enjoy when like we play each other. It's been a fun game every time chasing those little bastards around the board. Uh, you know, they just keep popping back up. They just keep coming back. And of course they keep coming back and it's like, Oh, by the way, I'm going to put them right here. And Oh, by the way, they get to interact with this objective. And Oh, by the way, when you kill them again, I get to place it. You know, it's wonderful. It's great. It's just a good time. But (laughs) either way, I, I you know, so I want to say before I say what i'm I'm gonna say, uh, you know, I don't hate the grunts. I think the grunts are fine overall. I think that they can create problems. I think that that there's you have to account for them, right? Like if you're going to a competitive event, definitely be aware of what the grunts can do and have a plan to do something about them, regardless of of what that is. Like maybe it's a turn one, face me. you know what I mean? Maybe something like that, maybe a deception. You know, I don't know if you'd want to use Deception on them or Face Me on them, but it's an option.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's an option, but I, I probably wouldn't waste that strong of a tactics card on, on the grunts. Exactly. Because, I mean, they only have one defense and two health. I mean,
0: exactly. Usually, and
2: they're going to go down.
0: Th- that's exactly... Usually. I mean, a, an average dice roll on a four-dice attack should kill them. Should. So, but all, So, all that funky math aside... My my point is, have a plan on how to deal with them. And in this instance, my plan was, and I know that it's an overcommitment of a sort, but I was going to activate Mordo and hopefully Mordo take him out. And then Black Swan can move and move again and pick up that objective that they dropped, that you got to place. Like she had the range to do it. So yeah. I wasn't too worried about you getting my objective, which I think is something that a lot of people kind of get upset about or or... Maybe not get upset about, but like, you know, it's like, oh crap, like you just took my objective. So I got to do something to get that objective back. But really, you don't have to like overcommit to it. You just need to be average and like a character like Vision who can has a throw can potentially throw something into them and take them out. Or, you know, Space malls is real popular, but committing a six threat character to a no threat character seems weird, but it is what it is. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do for victory points. But
2: yeah, I'll take that uh I'll trade the uh, threat trade all day long.
0: <laughs> all day long. Well, just like in our matchup, so you know, I thought a three on a no threat, okay, fine, whatever. And Mordo doesn't get to do many attacks, so here we go. So that didn't work out. So my plan then was use Black Swan, hopefully run up there, charge, throw them closer to my team, or push them closer to my team with her push. And then wherever you place that thing, it doesn't matter because my team's just gonna go get it. Right, So it's a lot of commitment to get that, but then I just deal with the rest of the game from there and let it flow. But unfortunately, that didn't work out. But I'm only saying all of this to illustrate the fact that definitely have a plan of how you want to deal specifically with Nick Fury and his grunts because they are potent. And if you leave an objective on the table, like I had to do at times, like has to be done at times, if you leave an objective on the table, And Nick Fury does not have his grunts out, and they get to be placed right there next to it. They're picking it up, and it's just another problem you got to deal with. And
2: then you got to try to get it back again.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And I'll tell you that for me, the biggest thing that I've learned through our matches, through a few other matches I've played against grunts, you deal with Fury, you deal with the grunts.
2: Yeah, Fury's not there. He can't bring them out.
0: Exactly. And if Fury gets dazed, they get an activated token. Fury's KO'd. They go away. <laughs> I yep. mean,
2: they run off. They exactly. run back to the helicarrier.
0: They run back to the helicarrier. So I noticed that you had Escort to Safety here instead of Eye in the Sky. And I know that Eye in the Sky is a very popular f- card to be seen with Fury. And for those of you that don't know, Eye in the Sky is an unaffiliated reactive card. When an allied character is targeted by an attack, Nick Fury may spend three power to play this card note it does not have a range is an important thing the targeted character makes a short advance if at the end of the advance the character is outside of the attack's range or the attacker's line of sight the attack ends if it is the attacker's activation and the attack did not target multiple characters the attacker may make another action Squads using Shield Affiliation, you can return it to your Team Tactics card during the cleanup phase. It's especially good in Shield. So yeah, I
2: mean it's really good in Shield because I mean you just keep getting it back.
0: Why escort to safety over this?
2: Um, because I don't bring Nick Fury every every game, so escort to safety I can still pull off. Because usually, honestly, Juggernaut's usually the one that does it. Because usually first turn he just moves up, gets in range of somebody. He has three power to go ahead and use it if I
0: need to. Yeah, you used it really effectively against me. Again, I thought it was a really good play and something that I hadn't seen done before with Juggernaut specifically. Like, you activated Juggernaut early and you didn't attack him. There was a target, I think, available and you just yeah, moved.
2: your lizard was right there. That's right. So, so
0: yeah, I had, I had tried to steal your extract with my lizard, which, I you know, that play is not for me it's you know i get it i understand I mean, why people he like he held it. on to that
2: all
1: game though
0: he sure did but he didn't do anything else <laughs> <laughs> true he he, he 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 tried to roll on some objectives and continually failed so is what it is yeah,
2: yeah so i mean in that game like i used toad to go steal your objective across from toad or yeah so you brought lizard over stole mine i took toad over stole yours and um I had moved Juggernaut in range to be able to escort to safety Toad. Because um, I knew you would probably come after him with Strange, which you end up doing. But I let him absorb the first one, which got lucky that your dice were your dice and <laughs> <the> Toad <laughs> didn't take any damage.
0: You know, it is what it is sometimes, right? It is what it is. You know, even with the Strange rerolls, it doesn't always work out. What can I say? But uh yeah, it, you know. It I really liked that play because it, it makes you have to think about it, right? And I think that stuff like that's really interesting in this game, especially in the more competitive sense, is making your opponent have to account for something. Right?
2: Yes, I mean, if you hadn't had to uh, come over with Lizard and stole mine Juggernaut probably would just, he wouldn't have had the power of that turn because he would have picked, well, he still would have had it because Mystique, leadership, he would have picked up that spider infected at my side, got the power back, still had three power to be able to
0: exactly so it was it was really nice it was really good and yeah, I don't think that it would have been fun to go down four one on extracts or actually at that point it probably would have been five nothing on extracts if I'd have let that happen so maybe the lizard thing was a good idea I don't know
2: and yeah with my list that's how I mean I usually get a huge head start turn one um, with most of my games when I'm playing mystique leadership and on one of those five extracts because usually average i've been outscoring my opponent i usually make it five to seven points round one.
0: Oof, yeah that's that's potent and so the five extracts you know we, we've talked about running across grabbing stealing all that fun stuff but what about herbs because that's one that everybody has been all in a hoopla about especially with some of these new characters that are revealed the scourge uh throwing and with enchantress thing like that whole whole thing which we'll talk about another time but uh Nick Fury and his reposition and everything like how is that just what you do here is just use Nick Fury Yeah, and I mean that's, reposition? that's
2: the sole reason why I have repositions in the list so, I mean so if I get herbs Fury can activate um, the second activation of the round one and then for the herb so I'll, on that case I'll usually deploy the grunts at the very back so that way nobody can definitely touch them on the first activation not even cable or anybody because he won't be able to body slide and then you know, try to take a pot shot at them because they're still out of range. They're at the very back of the board. So usually I'll activate Juggernaut first in that game. I'll have him deployed on the same side as Fury with the to go retrieve the herb. So Juggernaut will move up. we will have three power. He usually goes ahead, advanced R&Ds, at least one power to Fury. And then I think he usually holds on to the other two. Um, and then second activation that is, move the grunts up, so Fury will end up range one of the Vessel, and then double move Fury, get the, since he already has, uh, I think, repositions two power.
1: It three. is.
2: Yeah, but you gotta have three power to normally do it, but since Seek Leadership, I get my power back after I interact with the Extract, he'll have three total, long run, so he's able to the double move, pick up the herb, and then reposition over to the grunts, and be in range of one of
0: them. So with that play, I mean obviously it's incredibly potent and it's you said it takes you second activation of the game in order to typically get that off. So the question I have with that is is have you found that th- that people have counterplay to that? Like are people able to come over and mess with Nick Fury at that point?
2: I've only got to play it twice so far, um once on TTS, just in a pickup game. Um and really, they, I don't know, I can't remember that game exactly, because that was a couple months ago now. But, I mean, they end up Dazing Fury, uh, I think turn two, uh, but somebody else just pick up Dairb and walk back to it, walk to the Vessel. Yeah. Um, I got to play it in person up at uh, Nate's event last month. Um, I was actually surprised that uh, my opponent chose to let me have my x ex when I had had that play in hand um it was against x-force um so i think i mean he he deployed cable on the side of the vessel because he was just gonna move up try to you know kill whoever had it over there, which that, that was the right play in that part um he i think should have deployed his uh x-23 and higher badger on that same side but he deployed them more in the middle so they wouldn't have that effective turn one yeah um, to try to help out but in that game against him, ended round three, because um, he didn't capture. It was on mutant madmen, and and Wakand and herbs. So he didn't capture his sword, his mutant madman spot on the back. So that first turn, I went up seven to one. Oof. Um, because I was able to get three of the madmen and the vessel.
0: Well, that's brutal. That's um, that's brutal. Yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. Sometimes dice are gonna do that, but. In terms of the play with Fury, like that's, that's really strong. I know when we played this most recent event, I let you pick your extracts as well, and I felt like I could I do okay. I mean, you know what I mean? like. But look, I didn't want to play sword into you because I figured you had a better sword than I did, even though I'm comfortable with sword. I felt like your sword was better. You know, this sounds really weird. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Just a little bit. But, but you know yeah, what? We're going to roll with it. I I play sword a lot cuz I always I usually run at my Guardians list too just because Guardians is another team that you know, still spread out and out of that crisis and
0: flip Oh yeah. I I think Guardians is probably the premier sword team if you ask me. But it is what it is. So with all of this, Matt, like what would you say have been kind of some of your weaknesses? Like have you have you found any weaknesses with this list. As you've been playing it, testing it and like you said, you're thirty seven games into it.
2: Right now it's got a seventy three percent uh win percent. Um so the weakest part's been I think in the single extracts. That's where I've lost most of my games. Um I usually I still got a lot of play into because I mean I you know, got black hat, got a uh, Quicksilver, you know, I can help steal them back their assets with uh can I borrow that? Um but usually, if I'm just stuck on, like, a, like Demons, Demons can really hurt if I decide to bring Mystique, because then I have to really be cautious about position. Do I really want to, you know, stand next to that to score that. I have to really take that gamble. Because, I mean, Mystique list doesn't really have a ton of defensive tech. I mean, Mystique can count blanks if you range two. But, I mean, she's only a three 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 Has stealth, so, I mean, you have to be close to her at least. To yeah. Target her. Um, Juggernaut's probably the most tanky out of all of them just because he's four, three, five on his front side. Um, but generally, I'm not trying to like I don't like to play the attrition game with this one. It, it can if I have to, especially if I bring my Nito. Um, but just like with you, like eight dice attacks, they don't do much <laughs> because <laughs> Juggs uh, Juggernaut like you know just moves. He has a five, eight dice builder you usually, still only get like four. Six
0: yeah, Maybe. yeah. I can't be upset about my dice because your juggernaut dice were pretty horrid.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is their dice.
0: Exactly. Their yeah. dice, they're gonna dice and so now I wanna talk about your match with Merzane, the the one that ended in round six, what'd you say, twenty to twenty one?
2: Yeah, twenty to twenty one. I mean uh they I've never had positioning come up to be so close on certain moves. Um so round one was playing on Spider-Infected and Incursions. Um, And Merzane, our one priority, uh, Merzane chose 17 Threat, if I remember right, because I brought Mystique, uh, Nick Fury, Toad, Juggernaut, and um, Gambit um, to that one. And he was playing Avengers. He brought both caps, um, Black Panther, Black Cat, and on his last one.
1: Eh, it's okay.
2: Um but anyway, so uh round 1, um we was pretty pretty I think we was 4 to 4 on points. Um cuz he ended up dazing my grunt, or he tried to daze my grunts. I think he eventually uh he didn't get there in round 2.
1: Yeah. But uh they're immortal. the grunts
2: the grunts survived against his uh Cap Sam, and then um he had somebody else charging uh zemo came that was his last guy zemo came up and whiffed on him as well uh but he did end up uh trying to put the hurt on fury um i mean because really i think between those two characters you want to rather go after fury rather than the yeah Runs absolutely die
0: easier, I, but. I think i i completely agree with you is and i want to i said it earlier the more I've played it, the more I think, like, if you have, like, a throw, like I said, like a vision throw that's online early, or you can R&D someone like a Valkyrie, a throw that's pretty good, and you can kind of get them into your line so that no matter where you place that objective, it's still going to end up being a net benefit for you. I think that kind of thing is good. Otherwise, like, get Fury off the board if you can, and I think that that's one of the things where if we played our match again, I'm, I'm taking Black Swan straight into Fury, even though my dice whiffed, I, I like that would be what I would want to do. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Um. So Merzane is like, uh, he's been racking his head around my list because we actually played at Nate's event um, in the final round at that event as well. But he was playing Guardians that day. And like, I just outscored him like crazy in that game because he, he brought Thanos with the Guardians. Thanos didn't even kill the grunts that game either.
1: Oh my gosh. uh
2: uh-huh. So like he's been like trying to build a list and try to beat this list cuz he, he like didn't like losing that final round uh, up in up in Nashville that day. So this was kind of sort of rematch uh from that event. And second uh like I said it ended 4 to 4 I think round 1 and then um, cuz he used Black Cat to heal something cuz he advanced R&D earlier and he was playing Steve's leadership. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot to end of round two, but I think I took a slight advantage after round two, and then round three I took a bigger avant- uh No, round two is where I took the big advantage. Um, I think I got up to uh, nine to uh, six, I think, mm-hmm. in that one. Then the next turn it was like twelve to twelve, and then um, I think it was fourteen to uh, thirteen to fifteen the next round, and then. Uh, we ended up tied up at 17 at the end of round five. Wow. And then um, the biggest play that came in right there um, to stop me from winning that, that round was um, Zemo had to chart Like, he had a really uh, gutsy play where he sent his black cat who was holding a spider-infected through a portal, so she dropped it, to try to come uh, day's gambit, I think it was. Uh-huh. Um it was either days or KO Gambit. Um, she ended up pulling that off, then getting uh Gambit's uh spider infected. Um and then so he had Cap in the uh Steve in the middle. I think Sam was very dead at this point. Um on the middle incursion. Um so he moved up uh I think Days towed with Zemo after a uh, steel rush charge. So he had to, the move after from the Steel Rush, which literally he had just a little nub from the movement template poking out on the other side of Cap oh. um, to be able to move beyond Cap. And then his long move um, got to the other Incursion, which I had placed a uh, Mystique token on for the second part of the leadership because he had totally forgotten that I could do that because that was the first time I did it uh, all game nice because um, he didn't expect me to move juggernaut over there place the token down then you know nothing stops the juggernaut back to the center to be able to contest that center point because cap was already on his injured side mm. and then juggernaut was fully healthy i think juggernaut took one damage all game
0: oh wow yeah i mean look you sometimes you just don't go into juggernaut it's it's definitely not a bad play let me tell you
2: yeah he didn't really attack juggernaut that much but juggernaut didn't do much either because he couldn't even kill Black Cat with on from remaining on two health. Nice. He bumped into her to get her down to one and then whipped on his attack. So.
0: Of course. I mean that's just how it goes, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so his emo, literally like a couple of millimeters was able to get to the other side to stop me from scoring the other incursion point. That would that was the uh. swinger to stop me from for to get him to score enough to tie and to stop me from winning that That's turn. amazing. I mean it was a really close match, um I mean, I've never seen you know, I've never scored twenty points in a game and didn't win, yeah <laughs> feel that.
0: yeah how feel how that do one. you feel about your play? Do you feel like you that you made like good the good plays and everything, and it was just one of those like the the match just didn't work out, like the luck maybe a little bit here, you know the positioning was just that much better over there, kind of thing, yeah, I
2: think we both played it very well. I mean Merzane, you know he's a really good player, um and like I said, he's been. Uh, racking his brain around my list uh for the last month because I ended up beating him at the at the one up in Nashville,
0: yeah, um, I, I've been racking my brain around it too, as like what do I do with convocation in this and the the last time we played it, I had the space maw and and he was he was fine. I misdeployed him in that game. I think if I had had him deployed more centrally, we maybe would have been be having a different conversation, but at the same time, I yeah was, i
2: mean i I think that was the biggest mistake that whole game for for you honestly, yeah um. That was a really close game, and it probably would have made a little bit of difference if he was deployed just maybe a little bit, maybe like range two to the center. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I completely agree, but uh, alas, alas, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, now I, I do like my current Black Swan tech, and I, I don't think that she's necessarily better or anything like that than Ebony Maul. Like, I think the sixth threat version of Maw, Space Maw, is probably... Better character, like overall. I mean, he's he's obviously natively one threat higher without you putting any gems on. You put a gem on each of them. He's still a threat higher. He performs really well. He has the six dice attack, the throw, all that stuff. But I just really enjoy Black Swan. I like the fun things that she does. I love doing everything dies as much as I can. And um, yeah, I
2: think she can get a lot of work done. I actually had to face her twice uh, at the war room that day because round three I played against the, a Cabalist that had her in it.
0: Oh yeah, that was my buddy Andrew, I think. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was it. Was pretty, uh, it was pretty vicious at one point. He pulled, he was playing Omega Red as well. Pulled my uh, Nick Fury in turn one to like start beating him down.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, his Omega Red did some work that day. And for those of you that don't know, send pictures of your Omega Reds, especially close-ups of the part of the tentacles coming out of the arms, to (laughs) Merzane. He loves it, especially that's painted his up ones. That's yeah. favorite sure pictures. Seriously, make sure you send him that all the time. If you've got one painted up, you find just a really exceptionally good like artist representation of that. Make sure to just, you know, write at Merzane it. You know, he loves it. And uh, I'm going to make a new, new chat in our Discord that's literally just like Merzane's Omega Red pictures. And so we have to tag him every time. <laughs> I don't know if he can mute that or not, but I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be awesome.
2: Uh, I think he can, but <laughs> dang, it. dang it. It Well still then,
0: it's still gonna be good. It's still gonna be good. Maybe it'll be just for us, and that's okay too. <laughs> but either way, send him <laughs> pictures there. Um, I, I do have to, to to talk a little bit about my matches in this event because I had some really good ones, and I, I feel like your list, Matt. I gotta say, I think it's really strong. I think it's one of those things where you've got a ton of reps with it. So you know what you're doing with it. And I think that that speaks to kind of the broader conversation. Like if you're looking to get into this game and, and start to make that jump into the more competitive side of it, which look, this game has everything for everyone from the casual list of casual to the most sweaty of sweat, tough competitive players. Like I feel like it's got all, all spectrum covered and I love that about it. And it's funny, as I've played so much more of this game lately, and as most of you listening know, like, I've really gotten more into the competitive stuff kind of personally. I hope that it's come through that I'm I'm kind of toeing the line on the podcast, and I always will. Like, this is going to be, you know, more or less beginner friendly with the competitive talk every now and again, like we normally do, but either way as I've gotten more into the competitive thing, like it kind of shifts your mind and how you kind of see this game a little bit. So it's really interesting and and it's been really fun exploration of all of this stuff. And have you found kind of the same thing, like started casual and maybe kind of gotten deeper as you've gotten into the dojo with this list?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, basically just play characters you like. I mean, I always liked Mystique in the comics anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's got that little bit of edge because I'm like, whenever I started playing this list, mostly exclusively for the past couple months, I haven't taken Magneto except twice, even on the table, out of all those games. Uh, because most people are like, all right, you're going to run Magneto in their head. And then they don't have that game plan. They're not ready for that mystique threat that I'm bringing.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a I really mean, good...
2: Play what you like. Play the characters you like. I mean, just get games in with them.
0: That's it. That That's all I got to say about it, too, is, you know, it's one of the reasons why I like convocation is one I like the characters, like I love magic. I love Dr. Strange. I I love that, that stuff. And also I feel like it's a challenge. You know what I mean? It's been a challenge to kind of get them to the level where they are now. Like at this event, I went three and one and my one loss being to your immortal grunts. And that was the only thing that was in that game was your immortal grunts. And, um, you know, I feel like that, Every game I get in with them, it's, it's something new that I'm learning. And I played Shadowlands Daredevil and Black Swan in my list. And in our match, I specifically said that I felt like I would rather have had Shadowlands Daredevil than Black Swan kind of in totality there. But I was specifically going for the Lizard Run Across Steel play.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I full expected you to bring Shadowlands when I was like playing list chicken in my head. I'm like, all right, what's he going to bring up his list? But I was actually prepared for you to have grunts too since I had them.
0: Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where I don't necessarily think that grunts are the best grunt counter, but I think that in that scenario there, that if I'd have had Shadowlands, I could have done some more interesting things, I think, in terms of the extract play and just kind of things in in general. I think, I, I don't know, maybe, but it's one of those things where I've been playing Shadowlands a lot in my list. And I played him in three out of four games. And I want to go ahead and give a shout out to Yusuf for heck of a great first game. He played X-Men came down to the wire and it was like, just, it was such a close game. It was really great. And then me and you obviously. And then I played Thad in round three who won our last event. I think he won it or came in, came in second. Something like that. He was, Really good player. He's a young guy. He's kind of newer to the game a little bit, but he played Dark Dimension into me. And I haven't played a ton into Dormammu, but I've learned my lesson recently that when you play Dormammu, you kill Dormammu. Just...
2: Yeah, that's the best way to take care of him.
0: Just do that. Just kill Dormammu. Yeah, okay, it's hard. You're going to get hexed. You're going to get pushed around. Try to kill Dormammu. And... So I ended up doing a total of 25 damage to Dormammu because he med-packed him at one point (laughs) and finally killed that sucker. And the entirety of the game, though, I am just burning everything I possibly can to get Dormammu down. Like, I got him dazed, I think, by the end of turn one. So, like, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Right? Like, I'm like, oh, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have this, right? (laughs) Like... Okay, we got, we got Dormammu on his injured side right now. Sweet. It was either the end of turn one or really early turn two ahead of days. I don't remember which one, but I think it was the end of turn one. And all that to say, it took me until the end of round three, I think. Maybe the beginning of round four to finally finish off Dormammu. And he was just doing so much work. And Thad was staying in that game so much. And like I was just committed to giving up points. To kill Dormammu. And finally I was able to. To pull it out at the very end of the game. And and have just enough points. But he had Ronan come over and mess with me. He had Black Cat. And and she had a spider infected. So the nice thing about. Black Cat that I found out. And one of the interesting things you can do. Like if you're worried about her stealing your stuff. Spider infected is a decent one for that. Because she can only hold one. Yep. So if she
2: has one. She can't steal your other one.
0: Exactly. And one of the things that I think you got to think about when you're, when you're looking at extracts and you're looking at characters like black cat, maybe even toad, you know, they're going to get theirs. So you just focus on yours. And, and I don't mean that by saying they're going to get whatever extracts right in front of them. I just mean like they're going to have their one account for it and figure out a plan to get one that your opponent didn't expect you to get. You know what I mean? I think that's a fair way to, to look at it. Yeah, totally. So anyways, it's it was it was really great and that was a really fun matchup and it was really fun to just KO Dormammu. Is you know, because it's Dormammu. and you know, I had Doctor Strange, so like hey Dormammu, I've come to bargain and you're dead. I came to bargain. I came to bargain for your life. <laughs> so or I get stuck in this time loop. Exactly. Yeah. They, they we're out of that one. And then Also, shout out to my last opponent, Jack. He's really new to the game. And he and I were just like talking stuff out. He played Avengers and Steve Vengers. And it was really nice. He had uh, Wanda in there and uh, let's see, Steve Rogers. I don't remember all the characters he had, but we played on Demons Downtown and Montessi Formula. So both of them on E, so straight up Main Street, you know. And my plan with my ninjas, like the reason the ninjas is, are here is one, cause they can kill themselves to get me books, which every game I played them, I had books up for three rounds, which is amazing. But more importantly, Montessi formula specifically. Right. So my Runs play awesome
2: with the spell book,
0: dude, they're, well, well, so they're, they're awesome with the spell book, but you know, what's awesomer. That's a word, right? Awesomer. Yeah. We're going to go with it is the grunt's giving a spellbook to Wong and then somewhere along the line getting another one themselves.
2: Yep, that's pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, Wong, Wong with a six dice really attack.
0: Good. I
2: mean the crust with a six dice attack, especially seal agents, uh uh because Fury gets they're in range three gives them a reroll.
0: Uh yeah, it's disgusting. But either way, the play that I run with them is I activate if I have priority, I activate my Shadowlands first and the grunts go grab the close Montessi book to my home area, and then Shadowlands goes to the middle and grabs the middle one. And you're probably thinking, well, you're just leaving Shadowlands out there to the wolves. And you would be correct. Now, I'm probably not going to play this into Mystique, right? Because then Mystique's going to reel me in with Deception, and, and then I'm in Bad News Bears, or Black Order, right? Like It's not necessarily good into Black Order either, because again, Bad News Bears, but,
2: are you vanishing the grunts, uh, the ninjas, after they pick it up, or
0: so it costs an action, and I usually wait until turn two to vanish the grunts because so I,
2: to prevent the mystique thing, why don't you just make sure the grunts are ranged to, uh, daredevil?
0: So that's my next kind of play, but I couldn't do that in this one because of terrain. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was definitely uh in the cards, but I also want to make sure that that they aren't susceptible to being killed before I want them to be killed because I want to control when they die because if I put books up, I'm not putting books up turn one, right? Yeah. So I want them to die at the top of turn two when I've already put the books up and then that way, boom, my books are automatically back for turn three no matter what happens. That's what Ironbound books come back when you when yep. your friendly character's KO'd. Yep. Those, so, uh, those
2: Ironbound books are pretty good.
0: They're pretty great so that's the play there is shadowlands goes to the middle and you're like i said you're probably wondering wait a minute why is he in the middle so he's got stealth so people have to move to interact with him or spend resources whether that's a teleport a move whatever they have to reposition in some way to get to him two he counts blanks on physical and energy defense he has a four physical defense and If he does take a damage, I always start the game on Circle the Cosmos. So, boom, Shadowland Daredevil teleports one. You know, he he pops away one after the effect is resolved. So, relative safety in the middle of the board.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A lot safer than Fury would be in that spot.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And a similar play can be done on Spider-Infected and stuff like that. And that's why, again, going back to our match specifically, I feel like... That if I'd have had the grunts, I probably could have leveraged them a little better than I did with Black Swan in the overall. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, like I said, that's why I was wholly expecting it. Uh, especially after listening to your podcast the week before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm somewhat sold on Shadowlands and Convocation. I say sold as in like I, I think it's cute. I think it's decent. I still need more with it to determine whether or not I think it's truly good because every game I played, except for, I think, one, the last, nope, even the last one, I think, Shadowlands Daredevil was KO'd. And that's because he's, by design, he's a character that wants to be up in the thick of it. And at the end of the day, I was okay with my opponent really getting focused on him and letting Strange and Voodoo do their thing.
2: Which, in the long run, that's what you really want anyway, right? Exactly.
0: So, it was it was kind of an interesting kind of discovery, I guess you could say, because Shadowlands Daredevil is really, really an interesting character, because if he doesn't have his grunts out, he's not quite as strong. But in order to get his grunts out, he's got to do a coordinated strike. So, he either has to move, using an action, to get into range, or he has to use his baton snare to get it, uh, that short advance for the pursuit afterwards, and... In doing that, he's using an action. So he gets his grunts out on coordinated strike, but then he's sitting there with a bunch of power, potentially, and then he doesn't get to do his big attack that gets to add the two dice. So it's kind of this like interesting little dance that I had to do with him all all night long was trying to get that big attack off while also being efficient with my action economy. So it's really interesting. It's really fun. And it's something that I'll talk more about as we get into the season of TTS because I'm bringing Shadowlands with my convocation and yeah that's right I'm playing convocation again.
2: <laughs> I mean I'm running this list through it just just to test it out there some more. So.
0: Yep, it's gonna be just good. If
2: I want to bring it just to Nashcon.
0: That that's it right here. You know season that, eight that's is
2: the, my that's the real Shark Tank. It is,
0: that Nashcon. is that that's it. You know season eight is my testing ground for Nashcon and look if I get to Nashcon and I get diced out and and round one or two or three or even four, whatever, wherever I get diced out at and I'm not in the final thing, you know what? That's cool because that just means it's party time, baby. Exactly. So, Matt, I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. This has been really great having you on for the very first time, and I hope the suits enjoyed it. I hope they were able to get a little bit of insight into you know, the way certain lists work and kind of the way your thought process works, what to maybe do if they see something like this across from them on the table, stuff like that. You know, I hope that, that that provide a little insight and I really want to say thank you so much, one, for being here, two, for just being a supporter of this show for as long as you have. Man, it really means a lot to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on. Like I said, I, lo- I love the content you put out. And, uh, this, of course, is one, one of the biggest, the coolest groups that is out there. any of the I think.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And if you're interested in checking out that Discord group, you can uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash house party protocol, where you can, for as little as a dollar a month, 12 bucks a year, get access to our Discord channel and come and hang out in the coolest place, this side of Pluto, that is most definitely a planet probably. And yeah, just come and hang out, have a good time. We got our our reading club, which we're, we're finishing up finally, where it's going to be done in early July, the Shadowlands Daredevil run, and we're going to go on, and I think I'm just going to, I'm going to let people vote. I'm going to do a vote, but I'm going to put it in there that we should totally do War of the Realms because we're getting this Malekith model that looks crazy, and I'm pretty sure that he rode that thing in War of the Realms, and that'd be really awesome. So
2: Either that or the that one Thor run where it's like, uh got the opponent that he's facing.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, the, The Thor God of Thunder run. That's a huge run, but yes.
2: Yeah, I've started reading that one lately myself. It's actually been pretty good so far.
0: So great. So, yeah, something like that. We'll figure it out, but come check that out. Also, check out the ongoing painting contest right now. You have until July 20th to get your entries in for that. Again, check the link in the description for your submission form and for the rules rubric. Also, you can check the pinned post on top of our Facebook page for the links that you need to submit your stuff for the rules for all that stuff. So check that out. I really can't wait to see what we got for submissions. We've already got one already, this amazing, amazing (laughs) Spider-Man that was (laughs) painted up and it looks incredible. And if you're curious, like we're, we have a theme. The theme is the Shadowlands daredevil series. So you can go to Wikipedia, and find all the characters that were in Shadowlands series. So, you know, the idea is to challenge yourself a little bit. Try something new. Try a new character that you may not have thought about before from that run. And and do the whole thing there. So, yeah. Check that out. And also, congratulations again to Tim Bauer. B- B- Bowyer? I hope I'm getting it right. Congratulations again. Thanks so much, Tim, for for participating in this. You have won the affiliation box for the black order and a black swan and super giant pack so i'll be in touch soon and suits be on the lookout for our next giveaway it will be happening as soon as we get some street dates for some awesome new models and with that party on matt party on, will and power down suits